Don't stop. Wake up on Metro FM. Yeah, we're about to get started. Never miss a beat. Yeah. Never miss a beat. What's news? What's news? In the air. Wake up on Metro FM. All right, it's 6.44. So what's news? Well, the IMF has given a a forecast as far as economic growth is concerned. Uh, This is on the back of the... uh, situation out in Ukraine with uh, the onslaughts that Russia has brought on out there and really it affects everybody it would seem from an economic point of view us as South Africa being one of those countries that do get affected and when you think about inflation and how it's become a major risk to countries like ours with prices of goods and and things increasing what does that say as far as the future and the ripple effect economically on the world as to the situation out there in Ukraine mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, get a sense here. We've got um, Professor Heinrich Bowman, who's the Associate Professor in the Department of Economics at the University of Pretoria. Good morning, Professor, and thank you for your time. Good morning, team. How are you guys? Well, we are not too bad. Uh, the IMF has given a, a bleak picture of uh, economic global growth, I suppose, and also more specifically when you look at our South African t- context as well. Um, the war is certainly hurting us in many ways, isn't it? Especially when you look at uh, the prices of goods and services and how much they're costing our pockets. Absolutely. Uh, although you wouldn't see it if you look at the IMF's uh, latest World Economic Outlook. For South Africa, our forecast has been unchanged from um, the, the January update, which some might find surprising given the developments in the Ukraine. Um, but the story really is the, the winners and losers underneath that, right? Mm. Um, so you might see some some exporters and, and um, industries involved in, in uh, commodities winning, whilst um, most others are losing, including, of course, consumers on the back of high inflation. Mm-hmm. I mean, the IMF has also described inflation um, as a great danger, obviously, for many countries. Uh, we've seen, for instance, our neighbors in Zimbabwe and how they've experienced the hyperinflation. I mean, is that something that we are in absolute risk of from a South African point of view, and how bad will this flu get? Uh, no, look, hyperinflation is something I think we can rule out for South Africa. Uh, our Reserve Bank is doing a, a very good job in, in doing their job, which is keeping inflation uh, you know, in check as far as possible. That's why we've seen the interest rate hikes. Mm. Um, of course, th- th- there's pain to be had along that, but, but as, as I think we can use uh, Zimbabwe as an example, hyperinflation is a a much bigger pain to deal with, and mm. and we're very far from that. Um, so, in in terms of controlling inflation, I think our central bank is doing a, a very good job with that. Of course, we will in the interim still see uh, elevated prices, you know, on the back of all these supply and supply chain disruptions, etc. Good morning, Prof. My name is Kutso here. Um, talking about elevated prices, how should ordinary South Africans, uh, you and I, be prepared for what could possibly come as a result of this war and other global economic pressures? Uh, good, so that, that's a difficult one, right? Because we're a society that is so unequal, mm. right? So for the, the average middle class, uh, the, the richer folk, it's fairly easy for them to make the necessary adjustments. But, but as always, it's the poor that are are most exposed simply because they have no maneuvering space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that sense, we're we hoping that the Treasury can find some fiscal uh, space to, to keep on supporting the poor. You know, of course, we need to root out corruption so that these funds are, are, are used as efficiently and as effectively as possible. Um, but but for, the, for the poorest in society, there's very little they can do, that they're already living on the edge. 
Mm. Um, and so that's that's where um, government support needs to step in to keep them from falling over that edge. Sure. Prof, I mean, it all sounds as like it's doom and gloom. It's Lindy here. But is there any hope for, you know, our listeners who are listening? We are sitting at a, at a, at a time where, you know, we're trying to recover from the July unrest. Um, where businesses were affected. We now have the KZN and Eastern Cape floods. We have, uh, you know, businesses still struggling from the pandemic and the lockdowns. Food has gone up. Electricity has gone up. Petrol has gone up. Is there any hope at the end of this tunnel? (laughs) Yeah, look, I mean, there's a lot of bad news around, unfortunately. Um, The the only, I think, you know, light at the end of this tunnel is that, that South Africans will start holding their leaders more accountable. I think we, we're starting to mm. see it now already with the response to the flood. I think mm. we're waking up to the fact that uh, we as, as citizens need to keep our leaders accountable. You know, the, there's no more kind of um, gravy train uh, for, for, for the, the elite class. Um, and, and, and I think that that's, that's kind of, for me, the only light at the end of this tunnel. We're seeing that a lot of these problems could have been prevented. Of course, you're never going to stop a flood, but, mm. you know, mm. infrastructure just mm. crumbling away and all of this can be prevented. And I think going forward, we're going to see much more pressure on our politicians to deliver mm. on the promises they keep on making year after year. Mm. All right, Prof, we'll leave it there for now. But thanks for your perspective on uh, this one and just uh, looking at uh, economic outlooks and what the future holds for South Africa at many different levels. Uh, Professor Heinrich Bollmann, Associate Professor in the Department of Economics at TUX. Find these moments and more on metrofm.co.za.